Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles Wah. and Misfits, coming at you live, pre-recorded, from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. we got a short house tonight, Liza. I don't Interesting know that short. Uh, Maybe, right now. You know. Hey, who are you calling short? Yeah. Uh, are you going to do a roll call? Yeah, who's here tonight? Me. <laughs> <laughs> this is going well so far. Tonight, I'll be your co-host, Knock. On the uh, ones and twos here, DJ DJ Liza. What's up, my wig wax? <laughs> we got Bagel. Good evening. Andrew. Aloha. Isaac. Hello. Mr. Jim. Hey, hey, hey. The lovely Emma. Hello, darlings. We have William. Thank you. And Rebecca. Hey. Rebecca awesome. with her new high-tech uh, knee protection. <laughs> <laughs> Holes in jeans. <laughs> hey, um, hey, I wanted to get into what we did today. Because um, I was going to... I'm going to give out the star, the, the star for service award. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to give out the star for ingenuity award, which I'm going to award to myself. <laughs> You're so proud of this. You're so proud of this. So this is I, will, so I will say she should. When I when I saw what was going on over there, I looked and I said, hmm, "Of all the talking that went on around this subject, this never came up, and it's a pretty good idea." For those a lot of who back padding, I tell you what, don't know what I'm talking about or anyone here. Um, on the Super Duke. Um, oh, God. Oh, the Super Duke. On the Super Duke, I've been trying to figure out how to put a tail bag on this thing, and there's no way to strap a tail bag on. The exhaust is right there. You can't go around uh, the frame or anything. Well, it's got the seat lock. Tight. And then the seat lock is on the top of the seat, so anytime you do strap something to the seat, you can't get to the seat lock. Pain in the ass. Been trying to figure it out. There's been a lot of bungee straps and Velcro straps, mm-hmm. and I find Finally figured out, you know, and it, you just finally you figured out it's something that seems so simple, but it took me months to get there. So proud. Uh, yeah, so I have a metal <laughs> frame coming off of the frame that comes back out beyond the taillight. Where'd you find the frame? I my, I built it. I know you welded it. Oh, yeah, I welded it up, and then so it's basically like a wheelie bar or a grab rail <laughs> off the back. It's definitely a twelve o'clock bar. Then I have a metal plate hinged to it, and so the metal plate extends back over the seat. And the tail bag attaches to the metal plate, which is hinged, so I can flip it up, mm-hmm. hop on the bike, and then I can flip it back down. Oh, boy. And I've got a whole bunch of magnets holding everything together. And you have one, one magnet. There's a whole lot of speculation. You have one magnet. It's going to come flying off on the freeway. the magnet is enough, but... It's um, the saddest <laughs> fridge magnet I've ever seen. But, but i got to say, just to, bring, just to bring Liza back to earth a little bit, it's got duct tape. <laughs> oh, you can't see where, you can't see the duct tape. It doesn't matter. You no, know but the best it does matter. I've seen duct tape. duct tape on the inside of Lamborghini doors, but you can't see it. <laughs> 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 and that's what matters. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I got a nice mount on there because there's nothing available in the aftermarket to put a tail bag onto it. And I don't know. 
about the rest of the country, but around here, anywhere you go, you have to take extra clothing with you. Right. Because we go through all four seasons every day. In an hour. Every ride. <laughs> yeah, every ride. Oh, come on. Two seasons, not four. Yeah, for real. Fall to spring to fall to spring. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's like being a the resident who came from somewhere where it snows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. So I, I received the Innovation Award. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Undeservedly so. You gave well it to, you're giving it to yourself? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. What about God. Me for me. Um, who do you think votes for the Oscars? <laughs> not not, not the people who get them. Yeah, the people who get them. Um, but the service award goes to Emma, who was absolutely running back and forth, helping and rescuing people while I sat there and drank soda pop. In three-inch heel boots, <laughs> nonetheless. Exactly. Listen, I just took an MV Augusta out. Wearing three-inch heel boots. I got to admit, I, was, I, I saw you right away with that, and I'm like, well, there's something I don't see every day. <laughs> is, this, uh, is this your third star or your second star? Maybe oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you do. Of them at uh, we were trying to, we, we this heard is you. like your second or the third star. You're going, for the, you're going for the hat trick. I know. How, we heard you go past the uh, police station, though, on that thing. How fast were you? I think you were trying to get out of second gear, maybe. I'm like, she just did like 90 down there or something. <laughs> I, just, I just pinned it in second, so I don't know. What's that? What's that come out at? Oh, what a top end? No, well, it pinned in second. Oh, uh, what's it? 15, 14, 5 or something? Yeah, so about 14, 14 5, five in yeah. second gear. So probably 70, 80. Yeah, nice. In about wow. three hundred yards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. But um, thank you. I mean, you were very helpful. Oh, no, we had welcome. a new person show up on a little CH eighty <laughs> scooter. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> the horn. We painted four different <laughs> colors. Um, <laughs> and I know that you were helping her like lube cable stuff like that. But then Emma came in and said she was looking for a horn. And usually we have a bunch of just old you know Honda horns sitting around. I'm like, oh yeah. I've got the perfect horn for this bike. <laughs> it so was. And I pull out from the shelf, it was one of these Harbor Freight Auga horns <laughs> that I thought would be so cool until I tried it, and it basically goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so I said, here, tell her this is the original stock oh, horn. Let's see. <laughs> just, which I'm guessing she didn't fall for that. However, she still opted for it and left with that Auga No, horn. she was a marine biologist, so it reminded of a wounded sea animal. <laughs> <laughs> so she was in her element. It's fine. gasping breath. But you know, oh that God. thing drew so much current that mm-hmm. when you press the horn, <laughs> the engine was just oh, oh, no. straining to power the horn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know she was a good sport. It was so funny because you know it was she came up fairly early in the morning and we were all just kind of hanging out in the chairs, <laughs> warming up. And she pulls up on that, and of course all of us are like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And everybody's <laughs> tripping. So later in the day, she kind of loosened up and she goes, "I was just really ex- surprised how excited everybody was to see me pull up on this thing." <laughs> and I'm like, "We get people on fancy bikes and in their track suits and all. We get that shit all day long. That's boring. But this would." you pulled up on this looks like fun you know but she was a real good sport she's gonna come back needing a new battery yeah. <laughs> well she's commuting on that thing all the way from summit road yeah oh, wow yeah, yeah there you up go. and back i mean i might actually have a battery for her if she needs one well there you go <laughs> there you but go but the other big rescue was rebecca's bike Oh, yeah. Rebecca, mm-hmm. who just happened to not show up last at least the last week or two, right? 
I wasn't around last weekend, yeah. but I've been here every weekend before that. Who's V-Star 650 has been sitting here with oodles of wiring hanging off of it. <laughs> and uh, so w- w- the problem was is that it was not charging. Is that what was happening? The basic problem with that bike is it was not charging. And when you have a situation that you have so little voltage running through, the resistance of components, it actually starts burning out components because mm-hmm. the voltage is so low, and it's taken out a CDI box. Mm. So, first thing, we had to get a CDI box in it. Well, that got the sparks back. Um, but then we had to address the charging system. And she had a bad stator. She had a bad regulator rectifier. Um, and it was also the ba- killing the battery. Like, uh, it was killing everything, the battery. It was, it was killing just, everything. It was well, nasty. I like Knox's comment when he walked up on the scene. Knox, remember that when you came up and you saw the, what was on the ground? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you fixed it, actually. Like, well, you got rid of all that crap that was attached that, to it. All the aftermarket shit that yeah. was wired into autopsy, it. Autopsy. Yes, it looked like an autopsy. <laughs> Alien autopsy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, over the years, I've brought a lot of bikes back from the brink. And... Nine times out of ten, if people have been st- bolting accessories to them, it's like, oh, dear mm-hmm. God. And well, you know who owned that that bike previously? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we had a vintage BMW down at the museum, and this just thing would not run. It came in as a non-runner. And I took probably five pounds of accessory wiring off that bike. Wow. For horns and lights and God knows what. Hmm. It was just, oh. Um, when he got down to it and got down to the bare wiring harness, that thing ran like a top. But the accessories were dragging it down. So that was the same with the V-Star. So you put odd bits back on. And Rebecca, you had to buy, what, new... You rebuilt the stator? I rebuilt the stator. Um, oh, you rerouted yeah, the coils and stuff, or what? Well, it was basically a good stator, um, and it had had a problem when it was fitted first, and the wires had burnt out and taken one of the phases out. Hmm. Because an alternator is three phases. Three phases, yeah. And each, there's four coils that do each of the phases, and there's 12 coils in there and one phase had been taken out so i rewound the one phase that was bad so now we had that three phases back rejoined all the wires good stator rebecca bought a brand new regulator rectifier oh good bolted it all in that thing runs like a top was it like yeah. a, it's a, a very MOSFET very regulator? loud top yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay, so a bike left today, which is good, because Douglas keeps bringing more bikes. <laughs> yeah, Douglas had some very bad luck today. He had a smashed crankcase half. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is bad news for everyone. Yeah. But, like, that's what dirt bikes do, right? Which, yeah, I wanted to mention that Doug, Kat, Zach, Charlie, and Mike are all up uh, heading to Sonoma Raceway to go do a track day tomorrow. Is Mike actually doing a track day? Or is he no, just he's there to just be a fanboy, I think, and maybe yes. take video. There will oh, be a cool. video happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike likes to watch. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Cat uh, and, and uh, Zach doing Red Rider 2.0. Yeah, Charlie's in the C class, but he's going to try and get into the B class. Yeah, Hmm. I'd imagine Charlie's riding pretty fast these days. Charlie's riding too fast for his bike. Yeah, he's reaching the. He needs a faster. He needs a. Well, he's riding too fast for common sense. Damn you, knock! Now he's Mm -hmm. thinking he needs a supermoto. Of course, everybody needs a supermoto. What are you talking about? We're in Santa Cruz, man. William, do you have a supermoto? No. Oh, what? (laughs) Excuse me. Not even a Ducati? But I'm thinking about upgrading my bike to a Supermoto. You should get a Supermoto. I've had them in the past. 
Yeah, well, you know, you know what's going on. I think they're instruments of yes. the devil. They are. <laughs> yes, they so are. Fun. That is why we ride. Yeah. Hey, Roland, get that mic pulled closer to you so, so we can hear I'm just going to talk forward because I, I can't talk backwards. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. Okay. Like you want to do that. Like so, I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be stories. But um, the other thing is I know that next week we're going to hear all about Mike's bike. Yeah. Finally, Lucky charms. Oh, you're done. <laughs> we're going to let the horse out of the stable. And uh, he's been cutting and building that bike. It's a baby, dude. I think it came out good. I just don't want to tell. No, him I got to tell you, I think it looks fantastic. <laughs> the paint job came out nice, beautiful. Yeah, because he didn't do it. But yeah, <laughs> no, that's the best way. No. You want it done well, have someone yeah, else do it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin yeah. wasn't bad, but he found somebody who did it at a really good price. So I'm super stoked. I know I want to get something painted now. The last cheap paint job i got you can see the orange peel rattle can job <laughs> Jeez. Um, i think it's holding the gasoline in that tank the bubbles are telling me that um did we have anything else going on today i know there's oh was, they were all getting ready for the track there was a lot right. of oil, oil changes, changes yeah. and uh tire pressure what? and <laughs> Oh, what about the circus getting those three damn bikes in your trailer? Yeah. And awesome. like the whole time I'm thinking, is that thing rated for all that shit? Oh, back yeah. There? Like they're well, looking for the, well, the you know, we rating. Take, we'll take that trailer dirt biking a lot. And I'm always like wary of it because, you know, it bends and flexes and stuff. But the dirt bikes are one thing. And I, I yeah. and and I know they made it up there safely. And I hope you guys have a good time. But um, I don't know. I was ready to like get a pool going on how far that the trailer's <laughs> going to make it before welds start to go. Let's put it this way that trailer will probably. Probably go further than any of their trucks could. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's what <laughs> that's it was. True. It took yeah. us about ten minutes just to find the like weight rating on that thing. <laughs> it, t- it was okay, but it was close. I was thinking the whole time is like you ting dongs have like two trucks among like all three right. or four of you. I'm like, what's going on with this? You know, come to think no, of it, I have just never like... checked the I- the air pressure in that trailer. Probably not. Mm. Oh, well. oh well. They'll, they'll figure out at 60 miles an hour if it's bouncing around. It starts going yeah, it needs more air. <laughs> so, hey, let's get to why we've got William here. So, thank you for coming, William. Um, you can say hello. Thank you. <laughs> so, I want to say, share, um, there's a, a cool, um, what do you call it, mixed-use building here in town that uh, once a month they do an open house, and there's really cool things in the building like an energy drink company and art galleries and then like electric skateboard is that are they there they are yeah, yeah. one wheel boost uh, aerial art studio and like i think like I think I walked into like an architecture company one time and they're having a meeting and, yep. and I'm just like oh sorry the door was open <laughs> there was a motorcycle in it's there like, I need I to buy 10 in. buildings please <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about. and there's like lighting like fixtures and there's uh, aerial arts and like there's so many yeah. cool things and you walk through um, and then you huh. see down this one hallway, you see uh, Ducati, an old vintage Ducati. It's <clears> like, ooh, it's like leaving breadcrumbs. And you follow it <laughs> down the hallway, and there's another one. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Yummy. follow it further down the hallway, and in the end of this hallway, there's all these really cool bikes. Right. Well, you have to picture the building, and maybe William can describe a little bit, you know, the history of the building, because it's not, it's a huge, big concrete building. It's really cool. Was, was it's it? a bunker. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But it was the old. So. 
Yeah, I'll give you a little history behind it. But yeah. so, it is the old Wrigley Chewing Gum Factory. Yeah. It, it is, you know. It's where you dumpster dove as a kid. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 you know, <laughs> juicy fruit. Uh, and, yeah. and Wait, around. that was the West Coast Factory or something? Or it was, yeah. It was the national? A, it was a whole West Coast. Big time. All of Asia. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's a lot of gum, baby. That's a lot of gum. Yeah, I know. Man. So, yeah, a little, I mean, it's funny because usually I talk about the building less about the bikes. But um, it, it is supposedly the biggest building in San Cruz County. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure building. it's huge. Re- repurposed it in about 2004 for a bunch of tenants. So now we have about 50 tenants. The neat thing has become this really cool microcosm of yes. the West Side. It's a cool space. That's been my personal goal. Well done. Hmm. Thank you. Thank cool. you. Yeah, well done. Seriously. I mean, we so go to First Fridays there, and it's a great vibe. I mean, let me ask you. And does it make food. all the bikes minty fresh, though? It does. Okay. It does. <laughs> it does. You can't and get that longer. smell out. Is that what you're saying? That, that minty Actually, the, gum cr- the chrome is probably corroding a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all these really cool bikes. And, uh, I mean, we're talking race bikes, some vintage bikes, a little bit of everything. And some of them are yours and some of your friends. Correct. Um, they're just, just sitting out there in this hallway. And I'm like, what? And I'm Eliza. The keys are in half what? these things. I know. <laughs> Little do you know we're yeah. getting watched on the surveillance camera the whole time. <laughs> we will get to The that. batteries are all dead, though. Uh, so, and I thought, you know what? We're always... Um, we're always looking for cool people to interview, and we love featuring our local resources. And I thought, you know what? There's There, there are people like this who have these really cool private collections, and I want to start getting, getting to know some of these collectors. Because these aren't the people, sorry, Bagel, I'm saying it again, aren't like Bagel with like 12 bikes sitting under a tarp. These are people who have beautifully restored and or running bikes they and they probably know every inch of them and they're probably a little crazy about them and maybe a little motosexual <laughs> or maybe a lot <laughs> it didn't take us long to go there did it? all right let, let me just point out that it is a damn fine tarp that that, that they're on there so i mean it's it's, it's a classic vintage tarp and I, I think it's one of the rarer i mean you check the serial numbers they're matching on that it tarp, has a so biagio it, label it, it's italian cup <laughs> so can we just um, let's get to can you just are you able to rattle off what bikes you have there let's see if I can do this by memory yeah. so we have a mixture of bikes mm-hmm. most of them are Italian that you see outside yep. I hope this comes out like a rhyming poem it, it is let's see. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do it by order but I know we have like a 1978 500 Ducati Desmo mm. we have um, 86 F1B Ducati we oh, have nice. um Let's see, we have the, actually, to me, one of my favorite bikes there is the MGS-01, which is one of the last models of kind of Guzzi racers, and there's a whole lineage of Guzzi's there. So there's the Getzi Brian, which is a, the 1225 Pro ra- or Pro Thunder racer. There's, um, what do we have there? It's a 850 Do you want me to vintage show you all the pictures? Bike. I know, I was just <laughs> yeah, pulling yeah, up no. pictures here. <laughs> I, I, can, I can visualize them. Yeah. We have... Um, what else we have? We have a newer V7 Sport. We have a, a 500 Falcone. There's a 500 uh, GGV. There's a... Um, Aprilia. Uh, yeah, the Aprilia. The, that one is a SP. Next to it is the uh, 8... I think it's an 851. Ducati 851. Um we you got a lone Harley. We have a lone Harley. We have the we have the one sacrificial Harley. It it actually is homage to what we put it on the scale, mm-hmm. so that people can see actually how big and heavy it is. Yeah. Oh, it's a reference. Wow. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. It is. It was kind of a pity play. Oh, yeah. what's the the MV? It's MV Augusta. Yeah, that one is a, another good buddy of mine. 
that and there's a Lodola. There's a um, a 175 yeah. the Gucci Lodola that's there, right. and both those did the um, the California Motogiro. Is that a four square? The no, aerial? Like just no, a, there's no, like just a twin. Yeah, there's no aerial there's there. That's okay. which one is that? Let's see which picture is that. Yeah. So oh, the, I mean that. Yeah, that's not in my bike collection. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's oh, a, you know what a, that was? That was a, that's a great bike. So that's, that's, that's it was a from the Holy Man. <laughs> and who owns the get the get Getzy Brian? Getzy Brian. Getzy Brian. So, um, yeah, if you you know if you want to see it right for the Italian way, there's the Goosies and there's the the Goosies. So, is this uh, yours? but that's a Getzy Brian. So that is one of my closest <sighs> friends. He currently lives in Hawaii. And okay, um, your cool factor came down just a little. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, I'm show, I'm showcasing it, right? Possession's nine <laughs> nine tenths the law, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, but it, it's a pretty cool thing. So, I've loved Guzzi's for a really long time. Got started riding British bikes. Um, got started riding British bikes. Kind of made. I, I want to test out everything. My whole right. purpose in life is, hey, you got one shot at this thing, so let's try them all. Sure. As long as they're Italian. Oh, British. We're, we're, <laughs> all right, we'll get to what you what you started with. I just wanted to get to what what you have there. Is there any more that you can? So think? there are. Oh, the, your your KTM. Is that yours? So that that's a cousin's. Mine okay. actually, I have to say, is a lot cooler. It's hidden inside. <laughs> so th- that's an RC three ninety, you know, mm-hmm. tra- yes. pre- track prepped bike, and that's usually the one I've been taking to the track lately. And then um, hidden away inside, I have a, um, a ninety nine Liberta seven fifty Formula, mm. oh. and then um, just recently picked up a ninety three Gucci Daytona one thousand. Uh, what else I have in there? Nineteen ninety Ducati seven fifty Sport. Um, and then over my office is where I keep some of the British bikes. So I got a, a 1960 BSA A7 500 and then a 56 Triumph T100 Tiger. Mm-hmm. And where do you keep the bikes your wife doesn't know about? That, pretty much that's all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, if they all look the same, you rotate them yeah. out. It, it's kind of like the dirt bikes. Every year, sometimes a new orange bike pops in. It looks like the same orange bike. That <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't know. Well, let's get into a get to know William Al and learn about your past yeah what was your first bike man so my first bike was a 1973 bmw 750s slash five. Oh wow. oh wow and it was okay. funny it was one of those things where i was 17 years old going to <laughs> high school here in town yeah my parents explicitly said don't get a motorcycle <laughs> of course so of course, what <laughs> of course you? i go get a motorcycle <laughs> so i find it from a local guy it's a Beautiful shape, toaster tank, the whole deal. Yeah, mm. you know, I'm realizing I had no motorcycle experience, but I wanted a bike really bad. I get it, and I think I picked up, I think I picked up a Shanna Claire for like 950 bucks. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you're saying that you sold your first car for that? I or? did. Well, it's, well, I'll get back to that <laughs> one. Okay, okay. So, so I ride this thing, and I'm like, I think this bike's way too big for me. It's tall. They're heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, just I, I, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so this is funny. So I go back the next day and go. You know what? I think I made a mistake. And hey, w- would you want to get your bike back? And yeah. He's like, what? That's not the way it works. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm you know not a naive guy, but I'm like, like huh? But okay, that's true. But he's like, you know, I'll take it back. And he did, which is fine. At that point, I realized I needed a smaller bike. Yeah. Which probably is beneficial for longevity so i actually picked up a series of, <laughs> of basket case bsas wow <laughs> we have okay. experience with, okay oh, no it's not BSA. so i picked up i picked up a, a, a night and it was like i don't know, like a 68 or 79 um um 68 or 79 650 lightning mm-hmm. okay. which sounds super cool super clapped out 
complete chopper. Complete chopper. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. chopper. So basically, th- what I'm getting from this is you had nobody advising you. Well, I did. I had my friends. Oh. It's kind of like learning about sex with your friends. Sure. You should have seen the face Emma just made when you described having sex with your friends. She was all... So they were there. So, but it was one of the things I picked up for seventy-five bucks on Seventh Avenue. It was literally in someone's like weeded lot. Yeah. And then I picked up a pair of like kind of basket case five hundreds, and between those three, built a bike. Okay. So you also learned how to wrench, or were you kind of mechanically inclined? So I would say I'm fairly mechanically inclined, but again, learning this process. So. This is one of those things where I'm in high school with buddies. I mm-hmm. have a whole collection of buddies that also now are getting into bikes, old, clapped out, cheap British bikes. And this is a time when, you know, I think if you were probably into bikes, you'd pick up like, I don't know, an 84 Interceptor or right. Right. Uh, the things yeah. like yeah. The, 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 the hurricanes and stuff weren't quite there. Right, right. But that's what someone would probably pick up. GPZs. Yeah. Right. And, and actually, I coveted those things. They looked really great. Even you go to the dealership, like on 41st or somewhere. When there used to be um, dealerships? Yeah, back in the day. We're like, wow. So, um... (laughs) Car alarm. That's how my truck is. Is that you, Rebecca? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... Anyway, so what we do, in addition to probably not studying, we would actually get our... What are you going to pull out a doobie? What are you doing over there? I don't know. (laughs) That's not mine. No. So... (laughs) So we would sit there at night, back in the day when you had a corded phone, and we would sit there and read motorcycle manuals to each mm-hmm. other. So we'd go by, you know, line by line. I'd read a section, like, what is it saying? Now, what do you think it's saying? I don't yeah. know, but what do you think uh-huh. it's saying? And we're reading that it. Is cool. And we're literally studying online, like, at night, like, probably rather than studying math or English or something else. I like we're, studying online, like, on a phone line. Yeah, we're on a phone line oh, trying oh, to figure oh, out. I didn't no, even no, get no, there's that. No, there's no online oh. back then. This is well yeah, before the Yeah, the British internet. terms are the worst. So, yeah. And so, <laughs> the, the cool... <laughs> <laughs> yes. The trafficator issues, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, you, you get your old climbers, you get your old whatever the manuals were sure. at the time. Um, at the same time, usually when you pick up these bikes, which is my favorite part, and I'll get into this later too, my favorite part of picking a bike sometimes is all the crap you get with it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, oh I yeah. This, I got my this garage box is full of it. I got yes. this box of stuff that comes with it. I'm like, I really want the box, not so much the bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like when Liza sells one of her bikes. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite ones is I, I went to go, like years later, I went to go pick up a Guzzi. It was a V7. It was a V65. It was not an import model. It was bootlegged to get in here. It was owned by a professor in Berkeley. The bike itself looked like hell, but he had this man, he had this this the journal he kept with the bike that oh, notated wow. every single oh, thing he did to the bike. If he, turned wow. a, if he turned a screw a quarter turn, he noted it in, in, in this lovingly detail. That's like only cool. a Berkeley professor. Probably a could good do. handwriting. Emma, you're too, not right? the only freak out there. No, no, no. It's, no. Oh, that's and, a, that's and, a bike and so that I, I had to have the bike just for the journal. Yeah, yeah. I literally yeah. I had to have the bike for the journal. That's wow. cool. That's so. Cool. Anyway, so I. Learn to work on bikes because of necessity. You know, you worked at a shitty old clapped out bike and mm. you break out on the si- down on the side of the road and you had to fix it or yep. you had to push it home. Yep. And, Preach um, on, brother. Preach on. <laughs> and you know, yeah. coincidentally, that's how I started because when I grew up, I was so poor. I was just so damn broke. <coughs> Um, I wanted to go out and have fun. Can I point out you're grown up now and nothing's changed? No, I'm still broke. <laughs> um, yeah, but a better mechanic. But a better mechanic now. But, yeah, I've, I've developed. But the bikes I could afford were just so clapped out. I had to fix them quick. Yeah. 
and that's how I learned to start with, and then I went through the factory. So, what do you think about the bikes that William started out with? His his three Absolute box collection. Can't fault him. Lightnings, you know, anything that BSA made in the sixties. God, they're so pretty. <laughs> they really are. They nailed the styling. They absolutely nailed the styling. Yeah. Not particularly strong engines. BSA, they they got into these gear-driven oil pumps. And they're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are they're a flawed motorbike. A Triumph is actually a unit. Triumph is is a very good bike for a beginner. If you if you want to start on British bikes, if you get like um, the 60s Triumphs are getting stupidly expensive now, but if you get a 70s Triumph, it's actually real easy to work on. It's a very good engine, but God, those BSAs are so pretty. Yeah, my my buddies used to go over and say it's the prettiest bike you'll ever push. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. It's like it's so gorgeous. Yeah, let's sit around and look at it because it's not going anywhere. I thought those were Ducatis. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, you know that. No, no, no. Say so 69 650 Lightning, not a chopped one. You'd got a chrome gas tank with these beautiful mm-hmm. red enameled pear drop badges with a big star with BSA. Mm-hmm. These sculpted side panels. You got a little bump stop seat. It's just beautiful bike. Were those uh, aluminum tank ones? Or were they just no the steel, steel chrome ones? steel? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, a, you Wait, could buy BSAs with aluminum tanks. The sink, the big single cylinders, yeah. the four forty one. And that British yeah. chrome that does not real die. chrome, right. real yeah. chrome. Well, the yes. people died for that chrome. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will tell you why because. Back in the 60s, Britain um, was pretty much a very well-regulated country. Every industry and everything was made to a British standard. Mm -hmm. And it was called the kite mark because it looked like a kite. Hmm. And there was BS, blah, 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 blah. And it didn't stand for bullshit. It stood for (laughs) British standard and whatever the standard was for that industry. And the chroming had to be done to British standard AU-142, which was the standard for chroming. Hmm. And if it wasn't, you had to do it again. And so that's why British chroming was so good. Wow. Because it was done to a standard. Time to bring that back, I think. (laughs) All right, so you had a slew of BSAs and you survived that and kept writing. I did. And then, uh, you know, I was a glutton for punishment, so I picked up a couple 441s over time. (laughs) There it is. There it is. It's a bike, literally. I've never cursed and pushed more in my life. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And were you keeping bikes or selling and buying selling no it was it was a thing where you know i worked at a pizza parlor i had no money so it was a situation where you literally if you you know situation with most motorcycle people if you wanted something special if you thought you could afford it you starved so you could have that part yeah and so same thing with bikes too we i bought really really inexpensive bikes and then if I thought I could get another one, I'd rotate it. You know, you have, you know, one bike to get the other. It's like, you know, you'd have to feed the passion. Yeah. The thing I've got a little bit of a knack for as I started getting in over time is I could, you know, my main thing is I, I like to be very knowledgeable about bikes. I like tech and all that stuff. Sure. And like anything, if you're knowledgeable, I can start finding bikes and actually making a little bit of money flipping them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was kind of a handy thing. So it helps kind of feed the passion. Mm-hmm. So that would happen over time, too. Man, those 441s. I think a lot of us don't have bank accounts. We just have a garage. Yes, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So when did you become a hoarder? Um, Probably from day one. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Like everybody else. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it's some of the things where it's like, you know, I was able to take one of those famous, like, post-high school trips to Europe. 
you know, parents say, yeah, go backpack Europe, go for a month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I did is I, all the bikes I had, I literally sold everything down except for one bike I had. And it was a 73 Norton 850. And the whole point was me and my buddy was trying to take whatever cash we could assemble. And all we we're going to do is go to England and just hit the bike shops. Nice. And we're just going to cool. go there and try to assemble all the stuff. It's like, oh, we want this really cool rear sets. We want an aluminum tank. So you would see us on the train literally with clanking around bags full of parts. <laughs> awesome. and, and he's holding he's holding like a light of, you know, aluminum tank and stuff. And people are like, what are you guys? <laughs> but this awesome. is, you know, pre 9-11. So yeah. yeah, they just thought we were weird. So you, you're, That's you're cool. fucking bike really maniac, fly. huh? That's you're, hardcore you're motorcycle, shit. motorcycle maniac here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's, That's I, good. I got the sickness deep. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is a disease. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good disease. <laughs> and he's got it. Oh, he's got it. Well, so it's one of those things like, you know, I'm sitting here kind of like getting all excited about your magazines right here next to me. <laughs> which here's, ones? here's one of the things I'm just having a nice little argument with my wife about this is that I'm one of those people, I like to get any bit of written memorabilia on bikes and so literally i've i've kept every piece i've ever bought awesome so i have every magazine i've bought since 83 wow and i'll I'll buy american magazines (laughs) i'll buy british magazines i'll buy japanese ones i can't even read yeah most people have like just because i want the pictures (laughs) the pictures danish ones my my family travels every year to uh, places of the world and i tell them bring back magazines oh it's the best i mean the best thing too is it's one of my very best buddies who has a local shop in town and a lot of his bikes are there in the collection same thing and his significant other just gives him so much help but she's really understanding is that he would go climb through the garbage cans of the some of the shops over in Italy <laughs> just to get their magazines because they would just throw them out right. and he'd wow. be like he'd come up with stacks and he figures out how to go to UPS and like how do I ship these things back oh how funny right. that's rad dude alright so um you're on vintage bikes when did you get into like performance because you're doing like track and stuff now what, what so, changed for you so for me it's almost just been a it's been a natural progression mm-hmm. we tried to get the fastest sport bikes we could afford that we thought were cool right i mean it was kind of a combination of what what we deemed to be cool as a bike that we would like to ride and try to go as fast as you can. I mean, the whole point is, when we would get on these old clapped-out British bikes, yeah. we were the guys who were on Highway 1 going as pinned out as fast as you could right. go at night. Yeah. Now right? It, they wouldn't be that fast. You know, if we could, quote-unquote, break a ton or something like that, we right. were feeling pretty good about it, and it was probably not a right reading. Have you done the ton? Yes. Where? Many times. Where? Where's, well, do we, where, need, to, do we need to clarify the yes, do clarify Well, it might be a slightly different... <coughs> It, definition of it so yeah. clarify your definition. definition doing the ton is riding a hundred miles an hour for 100 miles straight. oh no. no that's not the real time no the real time is breaking 100 no anyone can break 100 of course but not on an old bike that's the thing back in the back in the day when a bike wouldn't context, break 100 yeah. doing a ton was special the idea of doing a hundred miles for or a hundred miles an hour for a hundred miles yeah that would be challenging. Yeah, that's why I, I want to do it. It's 100 miles in an hour. And yeah. I, I'm and I, looking for a road to do it. And <laughs> I think, to be fair, the original definition has metamorphosized in that because now we're presented yeah, with two fifties that are capable yeah, of 100 yeah, yeah. miles an hour. So um, being able to do 100 miles an hour for an hour is become the new definition, the new way of definition. I got a definition. question for you. What was your first fast bike that the one that you got where you went oh fuck well, like, it sounds like they all were no they all were no, of no, course no, but no. like there's Actually, that one bike well, where you got like the first all GPZ the old bikes were, like, all the old bikes were quote unquote slow right so it, it, you know I don't want to insult anyone but our my thing back in the day was I would only 
ride a British bike or possibly an Italian bike. Right. And so right. <laughs> this is one of those things I'll reveal only now amongst friends. So, but you weren't riding all <laughs> so, the Japanese bikes, right? So, so exactly. So I would be I would be probably beat up, shunned, ostracized yeah. if I yeah. had something. But else. you weren't gonna get on the interceptor or something like that. No, no, no. Never. Actually I, I there was a at the restaurant I worked at, there was a local bar fly hung out every day. He was both a giant weightlifter and would pound down the pitchers all day long. This wasn't Aldo's, was it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was, it was the old pizza company. And um, But he, he came in one time, and he was one of those guys, a big, loud talker, probably no. did a lot of deals. You never knew if what he said was ever true. Right. But really great guy. And ironically, he was my contract PE coach at the same time. Just he happened to be the guy at the bar, so he would sign off my contract. Awesome. So um, he he pulled up, I think, on like a 600 Hurricane. Ah, okay. Cool. And, and even that, I was kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't ride it, but can I take that for a spin? And I was like, <laughs> you, yeah. you were bike curious. Yes, I was like, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, and, you know, take it for a spin. I'm like, yeah. this is pretty You're cool. Like, now yeah. I get it. So, so when I was heading down, to, I went down to, to uh, college in Long Beach. And after I finished my stint here, I went down to Long Beach. Yeah. So right then, I'm like, this is my one opportunity. So I picked up a 1986 GSX-R750. Oh, uh, no. so, so it's part of it. And, if, and seriously, not a single friend knows about it. And what I did is... <laughs> well, no one listens to this, so it, you're it safe. Was like, yeah, I was like totally cheating. Pay so, attention. Don't pay attention to my shame. So so, so, it, was part, so it was part of it, just, at least to kind of... to to justify it in my mind I'm like you know what I'm gonna go all aftermarket body work and I'm gonna paint it all I just literally rattle canned it all flat black yeah, yeah. so at least it doesn't look and nothing about it shows and looks like right, the bike that it was flashy right. 80s blue no. magenta but whatever it, color but that, but that week or two before I left to Southern California I would just go out super late at night because I'm a late night person I would just go ride at night and I just love just winding that thing up and just be going yeah. on and off on ramps down Highway <laughs> 1, just going, I can't believe what this thing can do. But the performance, oh, right, all of a sudden, oh, out of was, the box. It was yeah. amazing. You're like, where's it the was, track? It was amazing, yes. So I want to know, what's the fastest speed you've gone and what bike was it on? So the fastest I think I've gone was, you know, it's probably nothing spectacular by modern bike standards, but it's probably a little over 160. <laughs> and That's it, pretty spectacular. And it was yeah. it was on Highway 25. Yeah. 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 This, this, this was, in, uh, this was in back Spain, in Spain, right? This was back in 97. <laughs> yeah. In Uruguay. Yeah. Um, El Colalinga. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And this was on a, um, this was on a T595. And oh, that, yeah. that, that was that was that was my first, I would say, real performance bike. Right? Um, that was the first time I ever bought a, a new bike, and the first time I've ever had a bike that was, I would say, had real performance. And cool. I'm guessing cool. that was that little stretch between Trace Pinos and Pinnacles. They've got that straightaway. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Yes. yes, wind it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was it was yeah. amazing. It was mm. spectacular. Because I'd never done that. at that mm -hmm. point. I think. I think I'd done the track once before that, down at Willow Springs. But other than that, I had never done the track day before. And it was one of those things where, you know, they bring you in. It was a California Superbike School. I'm like, this is going to be so cool. I go there. And I think I we got all of like 12 laps in. Uh -oh. And I'm like, I felt cheated. I was like, really? This is it? All this experience? And you go and do the classroom and all this right. stuff. And that's it? But you roll down to Pinnacles on 25. You don't feel cheated after that right. ride. That's for sure. But, you know, for our friends out in podcast land, especially those who are out east, this guy has got cojones because Highway 25, calling it a highway, <laughs> is 
stretching the trip it's one lane either direction mm. and yeah there's a straightaway and you can see but it's bumpy and lumpy well, it winds and between two little mountain it ranges winds yeah. between two little mountain ranges and there are driveways and there are aggies in their tractors and farm trucks going all out you you're doing 160 down there you have some cojones my friend and he's very well groomed as well but I'll give you the last little bit of this so I only had the bike for six weeks at that point my cousin buys the comparable T509 the speed triple yeah right but that time it was eight eight it was an 885, mine's a 955. A lot more power. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So we're rolling on. He's going for it. We're going for it. At one point, about 140, then I start pulling away from him. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome, right? Flash forward, I don't know, 15 miles. We switch bikes with a couple other buddies. And they freaking put them all down. Oh. Right? And so, but the guy who, God, Mulvihill, fucker. Um, <laughs> so he crashes he, on my bike in addition my cousin trying to chase him crashes his bike mm. they're on the side of the road they're all like bleeding oil and everything he got a pretty big gash in his arm so he has to hop back on his bike that i was riding understandably to get to the hospital right but then i'm standing with two broken bikes by myself on 198 to oh, go well, to, actually exactly no 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 it was um what's 198 it's um it's like los gatos road it's the, the road to Colinga. Yeah, it's yeah, the road yeah. that goes back. Okay. It's a looping yeah. road back. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, first no, brand new bike nowhere. ever, and I'm freaking just screwed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, never let the guy ride in my so bike So you called again. your insurance, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been, we to, we've been, we've covered this subject before at the podcast. Don't lend it if you can't. That's right. Yeah. Live without it. it. Yeah. Don't borrow it. It's, it's, go, it's the golden rule. If you crash it, you bought it. Only yeah. a fool lo- yeah. loans out his motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> what is your regular bike you ride now? What do you ride the most? So it's it's a little embarrassing. I don't feel like I'm riding any really good bikes right now. I'm in the search for it. So I just picked up that 93 Daytona. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. The track I, I'm going right now at the KTM, the RC390. Right. Those cool. are pretty I've, cool. I've just been in this kind of mode where it's like. I've been riding some big bikes on the track, and you go, you know, the blitzing speeds, but it's crazy. Right. And I don't get out there enough to say, like, I get out there so often that I'm I'm at the peak of where I should be riding. So I figure if you go on a slower bike and go fast, you know, and I like the ultimate underdog feeling. I mean, you can go fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about your buddy who's at the track right now on possibly a bike he's over riding. Yeah. You know, this thing puts out 40 horsepower, weighs nothing. But, man, you can go fast on it. I mean, I can hang yeah. with groups and fast groups with this thing, and it takes a lot faster bike to outpace it so they're fun they're just fun and then part of it too is like it's kind of like drugs it's like you try to get your buddies back into riding it's like hey i will get one if you guys each get one of these that's more fun with two and we're all gonna ride especially if it's 125 cc or less yes yeah Yeah. i've got a question what's the worst bike or most regrettable bike you ever bought that's a good question 441 (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like it was a BMW that you had for one day. Yeah, no, you, you know, in, in itself, it just no. The bike was great itself. That was that was my fault, not yeah. the bike's fault. I don't know what was the bike that I, didn't, I liked the least. That's a good question. See, this is the thing, and I feel really bad about this. Yeah. Is that I used to keep a, a running list of all the bikes I owned and kind of would update them. And I haven't done that in probably a few years. I need to go back and look at that and kind of refresh myself and say, what is the bike I liked or didn't like? Um, I want to say it was almost like a 750 Paso, but I like that bike. 
They're all good. Anytime I'm writing, it's one of those things where it's like when you sit there and don't ride, you have all these fantasies of all the things you would do or what I want to do or what I should have or what you should do better. Yeah. Then you ride and the reality of writing is so awesome that it doesn't really matter what you're writing. Yeah. At the same time, you realize it's like the, all the thing, enhancements you think you're going to do that's going to make it better. I always realize I'm like, I'm always the weakest link. Sure. I mean, that's the reality. All right. So you're riding dirt. You're riding track. You're riding street. Do you do cruisers and Harleys? No. <laughs> Not, Not your thing? No. But I am curious about Triumph America. Do you ride scooters? I do. I do have a scooter. Scooters are already have. Oh, let's hear about the scooter. So, and again, it's one of those things where it's, it's, you know, I guess the test of time allowed it to be. So again, the group of guys I rode with, I started riding, we were teenagers, is that, you know, we're a group of guys that we were the anti-scooter guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the idea of Damn, uh, getting a scooter, crash. it's like, it's great and it's wonderful, but not for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, fast forward a little bit, I'm like, oh, I guess what, I have a fairly new Vespa, it's supposed to be my wife's, but I'll have to ride it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you like, oh, this is so practical. It is, it's great. <laughs> it's, got, it's got storage under yeah, the exactly. seat. I mean, this is great. It's, it's, it's really yeah. nice. So and then, and I do have a pretty cool vintage scooter sitting in my office. So this is my homage to back in the day, mm-hmm. but it's kind of the quadrophenia thing. So I do have the 60 BSA that's in blue and chrome. And I have a, a silver and blue and chrome. It's probably about a 67 Sprint nice. sitting head to head. Very cool. Yeah. cool. Now, the funny thing is, everyone walks my office, they always migrate to the Vespa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're always. Mods, mods always. and rockers guys. Yes. Yes. Always. Yeah. It's the gateway drug. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. So, you know, looking at those vintage bikes, and we all love them, you know, I didn't see any uh, Boltacos. I didn't see any Payton, you know, Paytons, but, um, or Pentons. But um, I, you doing any dirt riding? So it's funny. I do dirt, dirt riding. I don't have any. Actually, I do have a 125 Enduro. It's hidden away. But I don't have any classic vintage bikes, which at some point I keep thinking about because in my mind, I'm like, those are the greatest buy. You can find the nicest Husqvarna's, yeah. Bull Tacos and Mako's and all those bikes, you know, Hadaka's right. um, for cheap and beautifully either in original condition or restored. Because you do have the city's best flat track right across the street from your office. Yeah. You oh, do realize that. So I just wanted to... <laughs> I just, it's, the cat's out of the bag, y'all. So our Gorilla flat track... Turns out that William owns it. <laughs> and not just oh, that, not only that, it's on closed circuit camera. Yeah. He's watched us. No, <laughs> he's already connected. He's with like, bots. oh, this asshole! Right. Look at him trying to slide his piece of shit. All right, like, we're we're trying to we, sneak we, it we out. To, he's laughing. We need to get copies of that video. Put it up on YouTube. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I have it. Uh, yes. yes, nice. <laughs> Thank you for not calling the cops. Thank I, you for allowing. I, I don't phone. condone it or acknowledge it. It just exists. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's uh, plausible <laughs> deniability. That's right. That's, exactly, that's exactly it. But responsible you, uh, for your but, antics. But you were doing some stuff down in Texas, right? That's right. So this year I was able to, um, in April, I went over to the um, Colin Edwards Texas Tornado Boot Camp, which is, you know, so four cool. days of just goofing around it on a small awesome. TTR 125 with a bunch of other guys and gals and kids yeah. and whatever. And it was awesome. It was a great experience. It's like... Do you have a TTR? I, I, I don't. I had a CRF 150, which was really close. Mm-hmm. So for about... A year and a half, I was living down in uh, Larkin Valley, mm-hmm. and we have a little plot of land, so we drug it all out, and we made a couple TT tracks, uh, and it was the best time ever, because we were just, we had a barn, it felt just like this, not as nicely decorated this, because <laughs> we was, got some TTRs, you know. Yeah, and then okay. we, we would just get all of them, we would have TTR 90s, we had 125, CRF 150s, you know, KLX 110s, whatever people would ride it's and like come super out. super fun, right? Get the adults. 
kind of drunk and stupid. Get the kids, <laughs> let, let them ride. Whatever it was, just, hey, let's just go out have and fun. spin circles and have a good time. And it was so much fun. Yeah. In fact, I think I have all my arm scars from it. Uh, Excellent. Um, well, we, uh, might, we might bring you along to something in San Jose a little bit later in the year that you may get a kick out of. I would, I would be up for that. All right. I, Definitely. So let, I want to hear more about this Texas Tornado so, boot camp. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you go out there for four days and they, you know, you, you sleep there in a bunk bed, listening to everyone snore. That was, mm-hmm. that was a, I made the biggest mistake. I didn't bring earplugs. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh shit. This is really bad. Really, really bad. Part of the team experience is the bonding. When yes. You get to sleep yes. And but the bunks. cool, but the cool thing about it is the whole thing is you get a ride and you get a shoot. <laughs> it's two of my favorite things to do in the world. <laughs> well, not only that, don't yeah. you have? Don't they have like three gun challenges and all? We, we did a we did a five gun challenge. <laughs> oh, man, were there shots of whiskey between the station? Is that no? That, 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 they're, they're they're smart enough to say, yeah. hey, once you have a drink, you're done. Yeah, so you okay, can that's drink, good. That's, that's a good. You, rule. Can, you can ride all you want and you can shoot all you want, but once you start drinking, you're just drinking all you want. That's a good. But rule. that's cool. They make that accommodation because we're going to shoot guns and ride motorcycles and drink, of course. Oh, it's like, awesome! Right? It's awesome! It it's seems awesome. like a cool thing. And they're just they're just like us. They're fun guys. It's yeah. like one point we're just getting pretty hammered. We're playing a game. Have you ever play, have played a game called Crud? No. <laughs> so it's big in the mountain biking world, but it's played on a pool table with a single set of balls and a cue ball and no one, no sticks or anything. And basically you line up and everyone's in a row and you knock a ball in or not. And depending if you knock it a certain way and you catch it and it goes in or not, the guy either in front of you or behind you gets dropped. And it goes fast because people drop off the list and get marks. You get three marks and you're off. Yeah. Once you do it, it restructures the list. I've played a game like this. It's similar. I line a bunch of guys up and I get the cue ball and I throw it at their nuts and they drop to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, crud! <laughs> yeah, I like that game. But, but you know, sitting you're playing with like Colin Edwards and the guys, he's just fired up about it. Is that right? Yeah. Having a great time. Yeah. And he's there all week, right? It's not a cameo. No, no. He's hanging I out. mean, for us, we got to see him probably majority of the time he was in the middle of literally finally buying a house for himself so he was a little occup- preoccupied but we were there part of the reason we went there is like it was the um, Austin MotoGP was happening yeah. nice. so I figured do that for the week nice. ends, starts Monday ends Thursday just drove back over to Austin then Friday through Sunday to go to the GP so we don't have the GP here anymore so right. that's one of my claims of fame is I used to go to the GP and the World Superbike here mm-hmm. every year. I did it for 25 years straight. Wow. Yeah, 25 wow. years straight. Wow. Yeah, from 89 until it was like 2006. Well, you, you, you were there when Hayden won. Yes. Rad. I was there when Rad. Hayden won. Yeah, I was there when Hayden won. Yeah. Oh, shit, I wasn't. Okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not my favorite racer. Actually, I like the Boston Brothers way better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, oh, sorry, so, so anyway, so you get a ride, race. The coolest thing they would do is they would um, they do a super pole at the end of the day. So they get everyone together and they link together three of their tracks and they do you know the the waving start and you go off the line and then you do a, a flyby finish and then every day as they recategorize the list that's your now once you start it that's your list to to race to the end you know you know basically from slowest to fastest yeah and then you get medals and you get some other stuff that, I bet that makes it really fun oh it's cool yeah and, and you probably push yourself as a rider you're pushing yourself anyway but all of a sudden somebody's gonna time you and that fool last night that beat you at crud oh you're like motherfucker it's, it's on it's on it's on <laughs> <laughs> um, crash stories do you have one that was particularly gnarly yeah. or just not not like gnarly even physically but just one that kind of just rattled your brain a little bit like hey like this, you, this is dangerous you, I could die doing this kind of yeah you know, it, you know it's funny is I'm knock on wood I've been riding a lot and I've, I've crashed I would say relatively few times sure on the street knock on wood yeah um, 
almost never. Never on the track. Oh, wow. On okay. the street, yes. Wow. But very few times. It was on my favorite Guzzi. Um, that was like on... Gosh, what was that? It was... What's the one that's below... Um, Highway 36, when you go from 101 to 1. Mm. Uh, Shit, where? It'll come to me. Yeah. Um, but it was actually one just recently. It was last November. I had one where we're out of holster riding. Yeah. Riding a, some pretty good fast modern dirt bikes. And um, a buddy of mine just had some suspension work done. And I, you know, consider myself a fairly good tuner. So he's like, hey, hop on my bike. Can you mess with it and figure out what we're doing? Yeah. Doing some stuff. And um, what track were you guys riding on? It wasn't a track. It was the backside of it was like the olive, olive okay. grade or olive springs, whatever it is. And there's a couple really good hoppers at the end. And it went over one of the hoppers and when it hit, it happened. Well, basically, I completely went over the front and just crushed myself into the dirt. Oh, and uh, what I come to find is a you know hearing sounds and my helmet smashed and I'm trying to crawl away, not get killed by everyone's right behind me. Come to find is that the guy who had done his work hadn't put his caliper bolts in all the way. And so oh, the crazy shit. part is, oh, actually, excuse me, the pinch bolts and his axles. The pinch bolt axle yeah. works his way out in the midair, comes across and somehow misses the spokes and wedges between the disc and the caliper and then oh, locked it solid. So oh. when it hit, it was like having a full brake lock on the front. Oh, so I just did damn. this. One of those one in a million things that just happened. One like, in a million, yeah. right? Like so, you couldn't wow. make that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's Crazy. one of those things, you know, go to the ER, you have your CAT scans and all the crap done and you know, neck hurts. And you think, did they put you in a helicopter? No, luckily. But I mean, you know, it was one of those things that were just get me out of here yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I don't know, but y- you kind of get those realizations at a certain age, you're like, yeah, I'm not invincible and it, it hurts and mm-hmm. yeah, but I would never stop doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And here's the question. Doug, then, I, then I bought a Leah brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's helpful. Uh, one more question. Um, this is for Doug. He's usually here. He likes to ask this question, but uh, what is, in your opinion, uh, an accomplished rider? What makes you, what, what do you believe is an accomplished rider? And are you, do you feel like you're accomplished in some way or you know, I, you at know, all? I mean, you know, it, this is like one of those weird, I, yeah, vague, yeah, yeah, open-ended yeah. questions yeah, that we like. I, I, would, has their own I, I would say is, you know, to answer, I would say an accomplished rider is someone who knows how to ride within their abilities, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that ability is. You know, I mean, you can learn to push it, but if you know, if you have that level of experience where you can dial it back, yeah, so you don't crash and do stupid shit or put your friends in jeopardy, right? You know, one of those things where it's like, you know. How many people get the red mist going, shoot up Highway 9 and be like, dude, I'm just freaking, see you at the top, see ya. Yeah. And you do stupid stuff, they get your friends in trouble because you're like, you do a pass. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you entice them to want to <laughs> do a pass when you know there's something coming and that's a bad idea. See, that's right. well said because right. a lot of the rides we do are up high, are up in the mountains like that. And, and it's funny, it's almost like when you're in front, you'll ride more aggressively than you ever would. Ever. By yourself or something like that, because <laughs> you don't, don't want anybody be, else to yeah, pass. Yeah, that's that's well said. <laughs> yeah, I followed somebody through a pass that I really shouldn't have, and I got a little bit bumped by a car. I mean, just cra- <laughs> just, just, cra- just crazy stuff happened. Stayed up. And, and one of the things I did back in the day, this is way before GoPro and stuff, is that I'm like, hey, I got to figure out how to capture this stuff on video. Mm-hmm. So I went to the local mattress, pla- mattress place and got condensed foam. Nice. And I took a giant chunk of foam and cut it in half, and I carved it out to the shape of my of my camcorder it was like you know camcorder <laughs> weighed 17 pounds yes yeah it, it was huge but, yeah. but but it worked well because i sandwiched it in and i strapped it onto the back of my bike and it was big enough the foam was so big i'm like hey hello you're on such and such tv cool and then we went for a ride and we're doing like um 
what were we doing? Um, 84 and something like that. Yeah. And, you, and then you come back and you see it after the fact. And you see the stupidest shit that people do behind you because they know you're on, they're on camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Wait. People do crazy stuff. Oh, I saw yeah, I saw that when Liza's mirror what? fell, fell off on the Norman Reedus ride. <laughs> what, year, what year was that? That was probably about 97, 98. Oh. I'm, I actually have one that I did myself in 1986 because I wanted to go... Well, I was shoving it in the face of my buddies that I rode with from Ohio, and it was January, so I get to go over and, <laughs> hey, you're 20 below, and it's 70 degrees, and I'm riding, and I strapped the beta cam on the front of my Ninja, took the windshield off, bungee net on the front, beta. and the beta recording part on yeah, the back Yeah, because I was going to say, that's two pe- the beta two was two-piece. Yeah, it was two-piece. Right. Yep, yep. So I got the beta recorder on the back, and they're all kind of on with bungee nets, so they're like swishing around a little bit so half the video is like me trying to push it out and i went nine and 35 and it's a time capsule and it is officially 30 years ago that i recorded this wow i can't watch it i don't have a beta deck and i need to convert it i need to hunt down a beta deck someone has the technology yeah someone can someone convert it uh yeah well i know people i i there's a problem with it it's it's on a stack of unmarked um uh, tapes, tapes. <laughs> and some of, some of them are of some of my past conquests. Oh. Hey, record them all. Oh. It's worth it. Record no, them all. I don't want anyone oh, to oh have my. them. I'd rather have. Uh, I'd rather be able to go through them myself. You're, no offense, Andrew, gonna, but I don't really want to see them either, dude. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to share. I'm trying <laughs> not to share. You're, you're a dirty motherfucker, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta find you a beta tape player. I think. Wait, 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 wait. And this is new to you because. <laughs> no, I'm just reiterating. Okay. Just reiterating. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Now we live in the age so of GoPro. Well, I'm curious, William. So if you're going to go ride through the hills, say make the Alice's Restaurant Run or something like that, like back in the day, what what bike do you pull out of the quiver? So the one I've been riding, I would ride in the most. I just recently sold is I had a um, I had a Ducati Street Fighter. Ah. So mm-hmm. I started going the direct. So so to me, the epitome of my favorite bike is a Cafe Racer. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Now. I'm all getting old enough too where I realize my my body doesn't fit a cafe racer really well anymore. I might sort of go more and more and more upright. Right. You know? But really, what I like is like the modern nakeds are my yeah. favorite bikes. Cool. I want a motor, two wheels, a frame, and clean. Not, I want nothing else. I don't want fairing little bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. Plus, so, it feels faster because there's no like. That's right. You get pure air. It's clean. Yeah. You don't like get the flying. You, don't yeah. get the, you know, and all you see is street. You yeah. don't get the buffeting. If yeah. he liked Japanese bikes, he'd be riding a bandit. <laughs> we can't get through an episode without she's the bandit. A, she's a bandit freak. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would consider it if it had like a cross plane crank. I just, the sound, it has to be. Yeah, it's, you know, I've been doing a, a cool lot sound. of those transmissions right? on R1s. And, you know, I still get tripped out by the friggin' noise that thing makes. Because, of course, you put a transmission in it and you've got to test it. <laughs> and so you can. <laughs> So you get on it, and this guy brings an R1 down. Okay, I'll put a transmission in it. So we put a transmission in this thing, and i got to test it. And I come back on it, and he looks at his tires, and I'm just right on the edge of his tires. <laughs> and he's like, you did that? I said, yeah, you got to test it. I just put a transmission in that thing. But, man, those things sound weird, but weird good. Yeah, they sound good. I can't... It's a virtual V4 inline for exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's got elements of Laverda triple in there. Yeah. It's just an odd noise. 
But a good odd noise. But a good odd noise. Yeah. Opposed to a sewing machine. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So I got a question for you. Bandits sound good. Yeah. So you're doing uh, your own work. And yes. you have a shop, which yes. I want to see sometime. Come over. Um, I will. Um, I want to know, what's your favorite tool? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's one I haven't asked in a while. Favorite tool? That is a good question. You know, it's funny. My favorite tool lately is the fact I can use a handheld battery um, impact gun. Those are yeah. nice, dude. Wow. So I was even yeah, using. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. even. I was at the Those building using sweet. it this morning. Those so are sweet. I love a small impact gun that yep. you just put like a three eighths or a quarter inch tip yep. on it. You can put drill. anything on it. Yeah. You know, you can put any oh, extension. Okay. You can put a yeah. Torx. You can put an Allen. You can put a socket. You can put whatever you want. Because part of my thing is I'm a super impatient person. <laughs> so if I can do something fast and it feel like it's doing it good. And you're taking engine covers mm-hmm. off or stuff like that, right? It's like or put yeah. them back on, right? It's yeah. the best, the yes. best. Good one. So I want to hear about this V7 Sport bastard that you got. Okay. What's the story with this bike? What the hell's going on? So it's on? funny. So, you know, I, I have I have a big thing for Gucci. Gucci has always been my favorite bike. I mean, even to the point of been to the factory many times. I got really? wow. I, I got engaged right next to the factory. <laughs> wow, <that's laughs> literally. Um, awesome. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Gucci's in particular. So, and part of it I think is is loved them. Um, moved down to Long Beach for college. Worked at a place called Gucci Classics mm. for a really long time. Um, you know, my thing was I wanted to hot rod them as much as possible. We had <laughs> one we built up. It was like an 1105 dragster with nitrous. I mean, it was nice. it was a pretty cool bike. It all blew up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But so, it, it, anyways, I just I I went back home like on winter break and I found like a good deal on a, a CX100, which is basically a, a watered down Le Mans two, and um, just over time it just became my pet bike. So, you know, you, you kind of have this vision of where you want to see it go. You know, do I want to go for the kind of the spec look and nostalgia look, or do you want to go for something that's full blown crazy cafe racer? So I did a little bit of everything. So. I pirated a front end off of A51, put it on there, took four piston calipers off some other bike, put it on there, um, did, you know, wide spoke rims, because spoke wheels to me are the best. They look super yeah. cool. Right, it's the yeah. best looking, you know, um, and just went in the motor and did a ton of stuff, yeah. you know, um, sourced out some crazy things, and just tried to make it special. I want to make it as unique as possible, and then um, even to the point where it was so personal to me, I lived in a, a two-story apartment building in Long Beach and I parked it right under my window because the, par- the parking garage was right underneath the house and I live right next to a Tommy Burgers. I don't know if you guys know Tommy's but it's yeah. famous for chili burgers mm-hmm. and it's funny it was I just got home the first night and I thought I heard noises in the parking garage and I don't know if your tricks are playing you know it's warm in Long Beach it's super hot at night your windows are open I didn't know if, if, um, if I'm just hearing things or not so I went down there and I'll say I was armed so I, I swing the door wide open to the garage, and there's a big Sasquatch. big Sasquatchy. I won't say a nice way, but local urban dude who probably hung <laughs> out with a lot of compatriots that have a certain color. Yeah, holding a handful of tools in his hand, and I was like, "Oh crap! I don't know what to do at this point." I mean, he was probably breaking into a car, but this is a completely locked area. Yeah. At the same time, I could hear a car running in the back of the alley because all houses in Long Beach have alleys. At this point, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to confront this guy. Luckily, he was kind of backing up, trying to do the little short talk and then skedaddled, which was fine. But it's one of those things where I'm like, how far will I go to protect my bike? And I'd go pretty far. So, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, is this worth it? I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's worth it because, yeah, I don't don't know. But I love that bike. Yeah. 
says so this is your bike this is if will worked for goodsy this is what he would have done like yeah 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 right. cool in fact, it's one of the same. I think that they're they're kind of figuring it out. But yeah. with Gucci, is if they're always going to stick with the same air cooled transverse architecture. Right. It's like go for the cool retro shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah go totally. go cool and keep with it. And they they started putting out a series of stuff with some of the designers where they were going that way. Yeah. And then they pulled back. And, yeah. Right. And you know the parent companies own them, so I get that they may not go with their dream. But the reality, is I think that's where people want to go. And now with all this retro stuff happening again, mm-hmm. I think it would have proven right. It's like that. You know, that's the, the the bikes that are actually keeping them afloat. Yeah, but right. you, I mean, you've seen the cycle, though, right? I mean, because there's going to be the, the chopper craze. going to be the, right now, it's like the brat or whatever, brat phase of, of building bikes. It's going to be the cafe racer phase. And so that's kind of cool. It's cool just to see, it's like fashion. It just comes back into style. It does. You know, but like if you're a true cafe racer guy, you're going to be doing the cafe racer. You know, so absolutely. So yeah. Until you hit a certain age, then but, you're like, eh. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's a cafe standard, right? There you, there you go. There you go. You've hit so many of my buttons: naked bike, spoke wheels, mm-hmm. hot rodded engine. I mean, this is this is where it's at. And my only argument with the manufacturers, and, and Guzier is guilty of this as anybody else. Sorry, Gucci. If they make a retro bike, it's a watered-down bike. It's like that V7. And the V7's a great bike, but it's basically an overboard 500. Step up, guys, and give us a big bore retro bike. Now, Ducati did it with the 1000 Sport a yeah. few years ago. Cool but, you know, bike. that didn't sell. You know, so it's it's, it's kind of hard to make uh, it. It sold the idea of, of like a f- modern cafe. I think it's what people right. really fell in love with. I, I don't know too many people that had them, you know. So, so, so you got that V9 also, right? Exactly. So now, now yeah. they yeah. brought it to a 9 okay. V9, yeah. which is ironic. But it's the same thing. I had one of those Sport Classics. Mm-hmm. Loved it as a general bike. Part of where I think they failed a little bit is that they tried to incorporate. I think they. It's kind of like looking at a modern Camaro. Yeah. There's elements that are mm-hmm. cool and have yeah. the retro. And then they're like, what is that? I don't know what this is. It's like transformers yeah and right. the Ducati kind of did that too it's like yeah the shape doesn't have the lines that are the right direction to make it true i think to an enthusiast true retro and then you look at the wheels you're like yeah five and a half inch spoke wheel it's like spokes are cool five and a half that's it looks weird yeah yeah it looks a little giant but, you know, but it's a great bike that bike looked the front end nailed it yeah but it was just that distance between the tire and the fender. I yeah. just couldn't yeah. get yeah. round it, it. It was it was too high. It was jacked yeah, up. it's it's two nose down. But you know, Gootsies are nice, but they're no CX five hundred. No. <laughs> they are, they're not. They're not. There's a bike. Thank God. They're no bandit. Do you know what we call those in Britain? Mm. Plastic maggots. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done a lot of really cool trips, including last year you did the Colorado 500, which yeah. sounds like a pretty epic trip. I want to know what's your dream trip? What What are you going to do someday you haven't done yet? So uh, my dream trip is, I mean, there's a bunch of dream trips. I mean, I'd like to do some stuff in Europe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've done one in Italy, which was spectacular, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't enough. Um, but I, you know, I want to hit the Isle of Man. Never done that. It's a, oh, it's, you know, it's, God, it's, it's, it's a dream, right? To do that. There's a lot of stuff I like to do more of the Alps. I've driven through the Alps, but never ridden on the Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think just to spend time to be able to do this, I, you know, the idea of doing a little bit of adventuring would be kind of cool, you know, mm-hmm. at some point. But then it, it's one of those things where it's like, then you have to start thinking of like, oh, you need a different tool for every different type of adventure which then gets crazy because it's like well, I might only use that once or twice in a year so is that worth it right oh, I, I've got an adventure for you right Bagel 
Yeah. Bagel's about to leave in a couple weeks to go ride vintage Vespas across Pakistan. Oh, yep. That would be cool. Yeah. We we can set you up. There's room for one more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how about let's get to the question of all questions. So mature. I mean, you've got a lot of really cool bikes in your collection, and I'm sure you've had a lot of really cool bikes, but I'm sure there's something out there that you have yet to attain. So I want to know, what is your up-the-butt bike? So since I was being prefaced in this ahead of time, what that means is that the ultimate bike I would love if if kind of no expense were spared, or I guess I could have it regardless if it was actually possible. So probably, I was thinking a lot of them, like, oh, the Britain would be wonderful, and I love the yeah, bike, and there's a bunch of other, you know, I, my favorite bikes are like Manxes, my favorite bikes are like Gold Stars, mm-hmm. and that sort right, of thing. Right, right, right. But I think if I could have one that would be the ultimate, it would probably be a 56, 57 Moto Guzzi V8 racer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, what a choice. That's the bike. Mm, yeah. it's, it's like, if you hear that thing fire up, it's, I don't know if you guys were at Laguna when they, they brought a bunch of the vintage bikes out. You remember that? Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, when you heard a few of them, like if you heard that, you know, there's like a 250s inline six yes. from a Honda, mm-hmm. you heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, those things are awesome. Right. You're, a you're, 250 was, inline six? Yeah. 250 yeah. inline yeah. six. RC 131 or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Like Mike Hillwood Road and back in the day. Yeah, I mean, this insane. thing was insane. They used be, to have one up at Canepa. It wasn't there last time we were there. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. So, but my favorite one is when they brought the 500cc MV triple out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Ooh. it's it's three yeah, 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 individual yeah. pipes and megaphones for the triple. Five hundred three triples. And even I was I was almost I think over by that corkscrew or like turn five or something like that, and they were like on start finish, which is a ways away. It's like farthest point you can get from the track, and even the sound from there was insane. Yeah, wow. and it wasn't because it was loud; it was just the sound it made. It was so incredible because they did a couple laps down around the track, and it was like you know GB bikes are loud almost to the point to me I'm like old now. I'm like I think they're too loud, <laughs> but. um but they sound good, but they're just loud for loud sake. Opposed to this sounded like exquisite. It was like yeah. music. Mm. It was it was unreal. And the same thing too. If you can hear soundtracks of the V eight firing by, yeah. It sounds like unlike you anything you've ever heard. Yeah, it's like uh you don't hear those very often and it's very rare. It's like a very rare bird sighting or something, it's you know? Like almost impossible. Yeah. I mean there's you less than you can count on your hand. Right. Mm. Right. Good choice. Well, hopefully we can do some riding together sometime. That'd be great. Uh, like next got, Sunday on Little Bikes. Yeah, we go yeah. to Hollister. We go up into the hills. Uh, we go to Pakistan. No, I'm thinking Gorilla Flat Track. <laughs> we got a lot, oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that's being paved September 1. So sounds like tick-tock, tick-tock. Mm. Got, you don't know of any other nice dirt fields around you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after, let's out. talk about that I'm after sure the show. Do. Let's talk about you that do. after the show. New Brighton Middle School has a really nice track. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because we've okay. got Cat and yeah. the idiots who are going and, and railing on uh, yeah, actual right. running track tracks and field at track. schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not good. No. I know of a better spot. Hey, um, I wanted to take this chance to get to some emails. Once again, we had a bunch of great emails. Jim, you want to start? With yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, you got thanks a novel again the, over there. What's that? You got a novel over there. I know, right? That's okay, though, man. There's always uh, one. So this is from Aaron up in the Pacific Northwest. Shout out to Aaron. Hey, hey thanks Aaron. for uh, 
Thanks for emailing up, in. We love to get the emails. So he starts off by uh, saying he digs the podcast. He talks shit about Knock, but I'll skip that part. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes to talk shit about me. Um, but no, here's another guy who's just uh, been addicted to motorcycles his whole life. Uh, first bike was a, a Yamaha YZ80 back when he was 13. Nice. And uh, then he got into quads for a little while. I, I could so easily go off on quads right now after my day at Hollister yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. quads. Like, I... You know, I'm a live and let love kind of person, especially the but love But you're part. like, fucking quads, fucking man. quads. At the end of the <laughs> you should have them stick to the 4x4 four four park. Yeah, right. there you exactly. go. Exactly. Anyway, going going the wrong... Anyway. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, he had to get a bike. Uh, he ended up buying a, uh, a Shadow um, VLX 600, but it okay. felt too small after a little mm-hmm. while. So then 2008 went through some tough times. Lost the bike, but uh, knew he had to get one at some point, so... During that time in his life, he, he falls in love, finds a chick. Of course, his soon-to-be suegro, his father-in-law, hates motorcycles and says, if you get one, I will beat it with a bat. Ooh. <laughs> get it. Get it. Get it. Yeah, well, there, you know he's going to get something. So, But this is kind of the interesting part, and I'm glad Aaron shared this. So he, he knew he was going to get a bike somehow. So the unexpected happened. A year ago, my wife's dad came out as gay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, oh, I like this twist. I want to see how this is relevant. And still being married to her mom, it caused a little upset. There would be a bit of friction. <laughs> Imagine A little that. friction <laughs> in the family. It sounds like now he has permission to get a bike. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think you're on to something. Um, <laughs> this did cause a lot of open-mindedness, open-mindedness, though, to the idea of a motorcycle on his wife's ah, behalf. So long story short, he, um, so he, he starts just really hurt Jones in for a bike. He sees the one he wants. He has to have it. But yeah, I think you're right, William. I think when the when Pops came out as queer, fucking, you could ask for anything at that moment, and it was going to go through. Um, but it's hey, like, YOLO, bro. Dad. YOLO. I'm glad you're out. Much better now. Thank you. Um, so anyway, he got everything. So what he ended up, so the bike he's talking about that he just couldn't get out of his mind so what the fuck is this bike i'm talking about it's a 2015 yamaha striker with mm-hmm. a bullet cowl which is a 1300 cc 70 horse belt driven liquid cooled fuel injected super tanker name as the, like <laughs> it's a muscle cruiser mm-hmm. i really like these muscle cruisers and i always have you well, know, they, I, I mean, it's a, it's a legacy. Yeah. You go back to the VMAX, 86. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like these. I'm not a big fan of the Ford controls, but it's a tough-looking bike. Yeah, I mean... And if it knows. stimulates his stoke, then, dude, right on. I, you know, I'm glad he got a bike. I'm glad, technical it, term, it, Jim. I'm glad Dad's feeling <laughs> a little bit better um, nice. out of the closet. But... Uh, Cool, thanks for sending it in. Yeah, that's, thanks that's a lot, really man. Awesome. Appreciate it. I think, I think cool. William's ready to add one to the collection. Well, I was, was going to say, I have a theory with, with uh, people with bikes. Yeah. I've always liked a person with a bike more than a person without a bike. This is true. <laughs> yeah, always. True. Always. Yeah. That, that's my qualifier. Even when I do business, if you're, you know, some people do golf, whatever right. the sports right, right. are, yeah. I'm like, do you ride? Yeah. If you ride, yeah. it's a factor. You it's kinda, a factor. You notice they're they're wired a little different. Right? Slightly but bent. Completely different. Yeah. We're all slightly bent. I've, yeah. I've got a story. You know, I went through citizenship. Yeah. And when I was having, you know, you have this interview. What? You're not from here? No. <laughs> no, darling. <laughs> She's but from Fresno. to me. When <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm from Taft, darling. <laughs> <laughs> when I was sitting across from the, the INS agent... And you have this quiz, like it was the second president of this, whatever, you know. And 
I don't know that. Yeah. I don't either. I didn't know either. However, I don't know what popped into it. He said, do you have a motorbike? And I said, yeah, I love motorbikes. And so we spent the whole interview talking about Triumph Daytona. (laughs) (laughs) And about citizen... 20 yeah, minutes. Right. 20 it's not minutes even in, an American bike and they right. you in. We're honored to have you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's a 20 minutes into the interview, I said, well, <laughs> am I in? He says, oh, sh-. he said, shit, you were in 15 minutes ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I got my driver's license. I just BS'd with the tester. Yeah. It took about five minutes. You know, minutes. it's bike people. Bike, bike people. people. He's the bike best. people. Emma, right. since you're on a roll, you want to read your email? Yes, 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 yes. This is from Matthew Barlow. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. What's up, man? Matthew. Sedgwick World. <laughs> and Matthew is in uh, the, the Salt Lake City, Utah. Huh? Yeah, so, my people. Uh, Matt, I apologize. I'm going to cut this down, mate. It doesn't mean we don't love you. So it's, hey, you bunch of screwballs. <laughs> Emailing you from the magical interweb in Utah. He's been writing since <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> He's been writing since the 90s. He's cool. gone up. Is that, you have something in common. You've been writing since the 1890s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Shots oh. fired. You know, that hurt, Liza. No, it didn't. It hurt, <laughs> darling. It hurt, darling, sweetie. You're a so, dick, Liza. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's started off, um, he's had a couple of cruisers, he had a KZ-1000, which I dig, nice. had a Harley, but, you know, he's on the sports stuff. Now, here we go. He currently rides an FZ-1. Now, that there you go. is That's a, a good bike. frigging marvellous bike. That's an awesome bike. Um, his wife also rides, and she's gone through the round. She started a bit later than him. But she's riding a Versus 1000. Yeah. What nice. a frigging marvelous bike. Mm. Nice. You know, Those are good looking, too. Not that yours isn't, but the 1000s look good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look way better. You know, look way, actually way, way, way better, better than, than yours. So anyway, <laughs> um, look, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty now. Apparently, a few episodes back, we were talking about riding while injured. <clears throat> and mm. look, I'm going to be straight with this. This guy got a melanoma on the end of his knob. <laughs> and oh, that means yeah. his nose. Knob, darling, knob. <laughs> That's British knob. Yes, this British knob. Um, That's and, not like a French um, tickler, is it? Yeah. So uh, he was having radiation, and he took a 2,300 mile ride. And um, what's he doing with his junk hanging out? Well, no. Apparently, oh. his willy was sticking to his Superman <laughs> underpants, and he said it was extremely oh. painful. Oh. Extremely oh. painful, darling. Gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's that. Um, so here we go. I spend most of my weekends slamming riding into the veins of new riders. He's an MSF instructor. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, cool. Called a, also called a pusher. An in-house an academy. Enabler. Yeah, enabler. And you know, he's bringing people into the brotherhood and sisterhood, which is great because he sees people getting the itch. He brings them, brings them in. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, Matt, I. I hope your willy's better, mate. Um, so, thanks for all you do, making me laugh my ass off. Oh, he's got ass problems as well. Oh my God. Speaking of my up the butt bike right now. Oh, I don't think you need one with everything. No, else Liza, you yeah, you didn't. You didn't need any more problems, Matthew. Um, physical, but it's a KTM Super Duke. Yes. You really yeah. can't argue with that. Yeah, that's a good one. Just be gentle. Um, 
I'm not going to be gentle with you, Matthew, because you're all fucked up already, mate. Here, here's the thing you um, got to remember about it: up the butt bike. The Super Duke was my up the butt bike, and now was. I got it, and my butt's not sore anymore. So right? it, the pain goes away. No, you I have think to remember. I think that's a great choice. So pain is temporary. Um, it's if, the Cosmoline <laughs> lube. If that, I yeah. ever make it to the coast, I hope I can stop in. Yes, you are very welcome. Do not show us your willy. We're um, we can accept. We have we get enough of that from Jim already. Right, exactly. Yeah. We've seen Jim so many times. Um, and if you ever get out to the Salt Lake Provo area, mm -hmm. let me know. We will, Matt. Thanks for the email. We should Thanks. go to Salt Lake Thank Provo. Yeah, we should get the. Uh, we should go to the Bonneville, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, Speed Week. Bonneville's Hell yeah. Off, right? It's coming out. Wow. That's coming up real soon. Yep. Isaac, what do you got? So I'm going to preface this. There's a. I work at a coffee shop. We have an American Sign Language ASL group that comes in every week. Lynn, who came in last week and and uh, started fixing up her bike. She was. Uh, I met oh, okay. her when she came in through that. Mm -hmm. um, so this is from uh, Christopher, who he basically leads the group, and uh, he's like studying to be a uh, deaf uh, deaf studies professor. So this says, um, and he he taught like he talks to me. He's taught me some basic sign language, and uh, that's cool. how he found out about us. Cool. So um, I got some basic sign language. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So, International. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of sign language. Oh, hello, uh, hello, Liza. Um, my name is Christopher Smith, and I happen to be deaf. Hey, Chris. I, I talk with Isaac Shaw at uh, Finn's Coffee, where he works regularly. That's you. And that is me. And I'm a regular customer at uh, at Finn's every Thursday, where uh, the ASL group meets. So I was explaining to Isaac about my interests in being part of the Motorcycles and Misfits uh, crew, and I love uh, the videos you guys put up on YouTube. Cool. I find it beyond unique, daring, and quite real. I love all the crews. Uh, you're all so far out and fun. There's no bullshit at all. So well, he there's bullshit. He talked to me about this, and he just said, like, he was really saying, like, like he he loves how how real everything in the videos is. Yeah. And uh, like we so, kidnap Yuri. Yeah. That. <laughs> no, literally, while he was telling me this, that one was playing on the, on his phone on the table. <laughs> that's uh, so it's like he's saying it's very real, and that's playing. Uh, it reminds me so much of the old uh, TV show called The Real World back in the early 90s. <laughs> oh, no. The Seven real strangers. <laughs> yeah. So I questioned, I questioned it Isaac. strange. Knox yeah, stole my weed. <laughs> True very story. Right. True story. I questioned Isaac about how I can be part of your organization. Do I need to have a motorcycle of my own if I want to join it? I told Isaac that I'd be interested in doing some volunteer work for your organization or to volunteer to teach ASL to your crew. Dude. You know, I think probably the first problem is calling it an organization. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Yeah, that was your first so, because right. we, we did talk. We did talk about this. In order to break down the communication barriers and bridge the gap between the deaf community and the hearing community, I'm easygoing and quite patient. I'd love to visit your garage one day and tour around, if possible. If so, I could get Lynn, who knows ASL and interpreting. Isaac said Lynn comes around every now and then. I really want to learn how to uh, learn about motorcycles <laughs> in general. I honestly never experienced riding motorcycles, but uh, I'm willing to learn how to drive a motorcycle, and I want to start a new chapter in my life, so I thought that motorcycles and misfits could be one. Yeah. What a, cool. what a you know great what? email. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All you need is to drive to be here and just hang out and deal with our bullshit. You're, you're in, man. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, we, ha we haven't had one of those yet, so I can check another one. Yeah, see, so nice. she sees people like Pokemon. He's got to collect all different kinds. <laughs> like, oh, I need Asians and deaf people and people with no legs and shit like that. So that's <laughs> ridiculous, man. I just, I want to I wanna say what I what I said to him, because uh, we talked about this just the other day, mm -hmm. um, was that, yeah, I, I was like, he, he was, uh, he, he asked, like, 
can I volunteer? And I, I said, um, basically, Say yes. I said, well, no, I said no. Like you, like there is really no volunteering. People just show up. Like there you can't volunteer. Is. You it's can go show get up. Me a screwdriver. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so come clean up. <laughs> you can come. You can come be Liza's like gopher. Yeah, for, and for that, the day. And, but um, and this is great because I um I back in the day did study a little bit of ASL because I knew two guys like. 25 years ago probably at this point uh, who were deaf and were scooterists at in DC at Gallaudet University when I lived on the East Coast and um, and it was just super fun hanging out with them and yeah deaf people are able to ride just as well as as hearing yeah. people are so that would be super awesome to get some of them down here totally yeah and the one thing I said is like is like yeah like please come um, and I, just, I, I said like I, I would be like I think I feel like it would be ideal if um if the first time you come if if somebody who definitely speak like uh signs mm-hmm. really well is there that so help. that you yeah. can be as included as possible because like I can finger spell I know some like very very basic yeah. ASL yeah but like I want you know I want them I want them to be as included as possible yeah. I, I just remember uh, years ago there was a, a deaf stunt writer up in San Francisco who um, crashed. He was doing a wheelie and hit the back of a car Ooh. and broke his his face and both of his oh. arms. Oh my god! And god. him telling the story of what a nightmare that was because he yeah. couldn't communicate oh, to right. anyone. Oh my god! But he also because he broke his face, his eyes were covered and he couldn't see anyone, so they didn't know. Oh no! Is this guy brain oh damaged or what? Wow. You know, wow. that was a real nightmare. So I would say just stay away from the wheelies. But. <laughs> If, um, uh, I mean, look, we're a very inclusive community. Yes, yeah. we we love everyone here. Common denominator: you got to love motorbikes. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's funny. It's like we rarely talk about the diversity factor here because it's like kind of like a given. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you're going to come as or on or wearing or whatever, as long as you show up. It's well, know. it's what William was saying. It's it's if you're a biker, like you're mm-hmm. if you're bike we're people cut from the yeah. same cloth kind right. of thing. Nobody's so, going to mention Harley's? No. Okay. He, <laughs> yeah. what, you, what you got, Not. All right, I got one from Tim Clark. Hey, Tim. Um, here, oh, here we go. Timbo! Okay. Timbo. Timmy! Timmy! <laughs> Timbo! Okay, hey there. I'm the guy that emailed last week, uh, last spring, about the K75. Hey. And if motorcycles could be soulless. A brickhead. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what Eckerman was like. Huh? Yeah, yeah, one that runs like a sewing machine? Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, After some discussion, that. Liza recommended me an 1150 Beamer. Uh... Oh, well, almost took her advice, and after finding a stock RT 11 R 1100 RT, um, a bit cramped, I ended up purchasing an R 1100S. Uh, it's got Which clip-ons on it. Hmm? Should be a little more cramped. I was gonna. Is, yeah. it, is it sportier or something? Is that? Yeah. Yes. Are, are, are we talking about BM trouble used? Yes. Right? yes oh, well, I've got no interest. Anyways, in it's been it's been <laughs> modified. We won the war, you know. <laughs> it's been it's been modified. It's got rapid dog clip-on risers, lowered foot peg, so there, his ergos are up. Uh, been tailored to him, I guess. Cool. Um, he said he heard uh, the Cleveland Moto podcast and heard Steve Hoffer talk about always yeah. wanting a K seventy five, finally getting one, then selling it after three days. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and then he got an ST. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. About and that. Uh, so, so he feels like our advice was pretty sage, and he's approaching three thousand miles on his bike now, and awesome. he's looking forward to more, which is always cool. Good. I yep. I gotta tell you, about twenty five years ago, I spent. Six months with a K seventy five S, yeah, and it was a sweet little bike. Yeah, I really dug it. I Did you like it as much as a Bandit? I, 
Yeah. Well, no. The, the triple. Yeah. The, the right. triple was better than the K100. Yes, the yeah. brick the and four. the briquette. Yeah. The oh, bricklet. Okay. The all right, all right. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. I put uh, I put two hundred and one thousand miles on a BMW K100 RT that I still have that wow. I bought in wow. nineteen eighty five. Did you replace every bit of that or was no? It still actually, pretty uh, the tranny went out at one hundred and eleven thousand. I got okay, a donor transmission great. on it. Otherwise, it's well now it's at a point where it's just a hulk of you know it costs too much to fix because every bit of it it's two hundred one thousand miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but I, I love my flying. Was brick. it that was it yeah. like BMW's yeah. answered all the Japanese bikes coming in and yeah, whole new thing of. and BMW's were we're kind not going to do the Japanese thing but we're going to do they were all opposed twins yes. they were going to do something. I can tell yeah. you I had a K seventy five RT and I loved that bike and I took it on many trips and it failed me on each one. Wait, so you've never oh, forgot yeah. those. Trips. Almost done yeah. here. Uh, so he says thanks for the advice and uh, I listen to your podcast every week. Uh, congrats on being featured on the TV zombie thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, love, love what you guys do. Right. That's the most repetitive yeah. way that's ever been referenced. Yeah. Um, thank you, Tim Clark, for the email. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Big what you got? Uh, I have an email from Will, Will Chrisman, and he writes, "Hello, Misfits. After Hello. listening, Hello, Will. Hello. After more than after listening to more than 120 hours of your hilarity, oh, oh, God. oh my God, man, that's dedication right there. At once, I just wanted to eat a few minutes of your time and send my thanks for recording your wacky shenanigans and introduce myself. <laughs> after just a handful of episodes, I found myself far more interested in the progress of your builds, repairs, and fund ride reports than any of the industry news that I was getting out of other." shows <laughs> is jake still Susie sands a lot will, will oh, mike that's megan will, will mike, so long ago will mike ever get pumpkin running will no, no. Oh, wow oh don't tell him will lucas always be a jixer bra yeah. <laughs> he will always be a jixer bra <laughs> these, these are all far all more entertaining questions yeah. than when when will yamaha start making abs available on everything in the u.s nice and as will writes a little about me i'm 33 and currently live in eastern kentucky near harlan if you're familiar with Justified. Nice. Presently, I have a nearly four-hour daily commute be- Whoa. because good IT positions are hard to find here. So I'm listening through everything to keep ah, me from dying of boredom. Here. That's ah, why you're going to have a four-hour commute it. for 15 miles. Ah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And Will, Will says, I ride to work as much as possible, but the roads here are not always conducive to that with mining yep. activity and all. Several tons mm. of spilled coal or gravel in the apex of a blind hairpin oh, make for a bad day yeah having said all of that i thoroughly enjoy riding beyond words after 12 years off of bikes i'm a forward gxr 750 rider jixabra balls of steel (laughs) i just can't quite do it i recently picked up a 2013 ninja 650 with abs oh that's a good bike the bike is a decent tourer and manages through the mountain passes just fine sure it's no super duke but it's great Nearly all of the local riders are either Harley Pirates or Squiddy Busa Bros, so I don't have <laughs> yeah. anyone to ride with. As such, Eminem, Motorcycle Misfits, is also a bit of a figurative lifeline, as I can feel connected to a group who share my passion. Even, oh, go blimey. <laughs> even, even if I'm on the wrong side of the country. <laughs> Listening to your podcast. You have giant rubber dildos, too? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're available there as well. Oh my God. But listening to your podcast and hearing of your fun shenanigans rekindled my desire to ride, so thanks. Oh, that's great. Cool, well, right on. Yay. Awesome. The plan is to bank up some PTO days and burn them next year crossing the country, eventually ending up in California so I can ride yeah. up Highways 1 Hell and 9, yeah. visit family, and hopefully hang out on one Sunday. Get a job while you're out here. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> and time, it, time it for the naked ride, yeah. right? And don't go on 80. 
<laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yeah, there's better roads to take Don't, Canadian. don't. You coming and over, don't. With any luck, I'll get out to Santa Cruz sometime in the next year. Pizza, tacos, and beer are all on me. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. That's a tall yeah. order, dude. We got a lot of good pizza and tacos out here, baby. Just, mm. just to wrap this up, he says, I've rambled on enough in this. Sorry. I'll just say that my up-the-butt bike is probably a BMW R1200GS, simply because I've fallen in love with a long-distance touring. Cool. As compensation go. for the length of this ramble, I'll give a little on Patreon. Eight, hey. Eight, thank you. Eight and ten millimeter sockets don't buy themselves. <laughs> no, Speaking they, of which, they lose themselves. If, yeah. If you'll send me a shipping address, I'll send some your way. Yeah. You all well, are amazing. Thank you awesome. for the hours of laughs and fun. Thanks. Send me send me a bottle of gin, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gave her last one to me. Thank you, Will. And Thanks, I want to say Will. that Will did go on and become our largest contributor. Thank wow. you, Will. Hey, cheers, wow. Will. Right Thank you, Will. Up, brother. Wow. Thank you. Because Liza's Li- 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 been trying to charge storage fees for bikes around here, and I think we, uh, she's yeah. got three dollars and seventy-five cents. Douglas is her. Do you Do you have henchmen that break kneecaps if they don't pay up? Yeah. He was snoring on the couch. Have you seen how big I am? I don't need a henchman. No, but you might throw end up the with, dog at you. You might end up with 500 tiny pictures of dicks strewn <laughs> all about secret places on your bike. Yeah. And there it is. I thought yeah. we'd go the whole podcast, but no, of course I'm not. I got to bring it low, bro. So I want to do. Um, so yeah, well, thank you very much for contributing on Patreon and anyone else who would like to help. We are always buying tools, and I'm charging rent because we need to buy a new tent that we store people's bikes in out there. Um, so if you want to contribute to this, you can go on over to our website, MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Yep. From there, you will find our Patreon link, our YouTube link, Facebook link. Also, you'll find the link if you would like to buy one of our snazzy T-shirts. Um, right now, I have most sizes available, but some of them I only have one of. So you have that still have that triple get a, XL. Get, I, I have <laughs> the beach towel. Triple XL. That's man size. That's, that's where all the people in Cleveland. That man size. That's room for more than one in there. Yeah, that's right. The happy couple shirt. Um, but, love but yeah, <laughs> please go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com and check out um, the YouTube page. Mike is continuing to post more videos. We've got some more in the works. And um, you can also reach us there. There's a link for our email, which happens to be RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Because I wanted to also thank everyone who sent in all the emails. We read them. We, we read do. Them. We, do. We, we like them, man. I loved Will's. That was really cool. I love that people feel a sense of community from us it kind of blows my mind especially when they stop by the garage we want you to be part of this conversation it's like we're out here shooting the shit doing garage talk and if we could get your voice in here too that'd be great yeah Yeah. or else we got to rely on knock and that's i know you don't want to listen to my bullshit Um, (laughs) but bill mentioned something a little earlier on which kind of resonated with me we are so lucky here in Northern California yeah. for the community we've got, yes. and we kind of take it for granted. Yeah. I don't. Well, we shouldn't. <laughs> I because do. I, I do. In a it's lot a of parts of the world, <laughs> yeah. like, where was it? Kentucky? Mm-hmm. With yeah. all the Shouldn't even Florida, roads. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just haven't got what we've got, and they haven't got the community we've got. Yeah. So, yeah. well, let me tell you what else we've got. We've got the first state to legally... Lane split! 
passed the law for lane splitting. Uh, is did now it pass? It did. Yes, it did. Governor yes. signed, signed it. by Governor Jerry Brown. Nice. You're welcome uh, to the country because here it comes. And yep. this is just going to be the gateway for other oh, states yeah. to come yep. now that this is in the books. So hopefully everyone else will get that opportunity. You know, the, one t- uh, the one comment I wanted to make about lane splitting briefly is I had to hop back in my truck the other day, right? Because I commute on my bike, same thing like a lot of mm-hmm. you guys do. And I got my truck the other day and I realized immediately how ignorant I was of the possibilities of motorcycles lane splitting. Yep. So even me <laughs> commuting daily over the hill to Silicon Valley on my bike, I'm thinking all these cars, you know, are looking in their side view mirrors. No, they no. Are. so remember, no, lane splitting is safer, but realize that the cars in front of you have no fucking clue that yep. you're coming. They're up playing Pokemon them. Go, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally. <laughs> so I'm Facebook stoked it's posting. legal, but yeah. just really be mindful when you are lane splitting. Right. That's well, yeah. headlight on high beam, shift into a gear that is lower than you're used to. Yep. Two fingers on the brake. Foot hovering over the rear brake, just go for it. You'll be yep. fine. Yep. Yeah. And I wanted to thank William again for coming down. Uh, Thanks for having me. I really especially appreciate it. Now, really fun. Thank now you guys that I know, a good time uh, in here. Now that I know you knew where were those hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking around your building, you know, trying William, to peek in between doors. <laughs> i, I got to say, what an ambassador for motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's got fabulous hair. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what kind of That's product like, do you I'm not going to let you sit on the couch next to the guest anymore if you keep drooling like that. But yeah, I how's his complexion, Emma? I, I'd love no, to he's got he's got a nice complexion. He's, he's well tanned. He is well, glowing. Oh he's God. not as tanned as you, Nock. He's glowing. No, no, Cut no, it no one out. is. Um, definitely would love to come see your shop and see more. And anytime you yeah. want to come hang out and talk bike shit, this is the place to do it. Yeah, come on resort. down any Sunday. Come I would by. love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you. Good stories, man. Awesome. So I think on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. I'm sure next week we're going to be hearing stories from the track. Amongst other things. If they made it up there now. Let's wrap up. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. This is Liza. I'm Bagel. Andrew. This is Knock. This is Isaac. Naked Jim. Emma. And I'm William. And Rebecca. (laughs) And I think we are ready to get out of here. Cool. Cool. Cool.